The Chargers lost in embarrassing fashion again on Sunday as they continue to underachieve this season. And at this point, enough is enough. It's time to have the conversation about Brandon Staley being the head coach of this football team. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering this team for eight seasons now together. And this is our sixth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, especially tonight for making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys to so make sure you never miss the show. Go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? After the latest and embarrassing loss, it's time. It's time to talk about why it's time for the Chargers to let go of head coach Brandon Staley. Then we got to talk about the Chargers letting down Justin Herbert, another fantastic performance once again, and the defense just completely falling flat on his face after another embarrassing week. Something you'd think we'd be used to by now, but we're not. But this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Sometimes the ads just fit. LinkedIn Jobs will help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Another embarrassing loss for the Chargers, and this was the main reason it was hard to have hope the Chargers could do anything. This season was not only the fact that they couldn't beat good teams, but you couldn't trust them to beat all the bad teams left on their schedule, and they lost to a very bad team on Sunday and in turn basically showed that they are a bad team, right? And that's what the Chargers are at this point in the season. The Chargers lose 23 to 20 against the Packers with every opportunity to win, every opportunity to extend their lead, to put a bad team away, and they couldn't do it. This is a sloppy, unorganized team that got what they deserved on Sunday. Big drops, long conversions, boneheaded plays left and right. And David, I don't blame you for feeling the way that you do right now. And after the game, you said it's time for the Chargers to leave Brandon Staley in Green Bay and move on to a different head coach. I'm sorry, Daniel. I'm tired of it. I, I cannot deal with it anymore. I, the, the It's not even mediocrity because they're not in the middle of the pack team. Yeah. They're a bad team. Yeah. It's been that way ever since that he's got here. He's supposed to be a defensive guru. He was supposed to be a guy that was going to run a top defense. You did it one year with the Rams. You have not even sniffed that with the Chargers. Not once. It's been bad, and okay, you had excuses in the beginning, fine. You didn't have the players you needed. Okay, got it. So the Chargers went out and got the players that you wanted to fit your defense. Okay, you had some injuries year two. All right, got it, fine. Year three, no excuses. No more excuses. And you're still giving up a ton of explosive plays. You're not able to get off the field on third downs. I am tired of it. Your lack of leadership, your lack of accountability, and your lack of success is set me over the edge. And you guys know I am one of the most optimistic per people on the face of the earth, and I can't take it anymore because I am sick and tired of the product that I have been watching every single week of this season. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about mediocrity. Like, I think the Chargers would have taken mediocrity on defense any of the three seasons that Brandon Staley has been coached. But the thing is, is not only have you not been mediocre, you've been one of the worst defenses in the league every single year. And every time you're questioned about it, you say it's not the scheme, 
It's the execution. So basically indirectly blaming the players from it. Even in today, afterwards, as he's kind of boiling over because things have hit a new kind of low in the locker room of this team right now, or at least at the press conference where Brandon Staley is, you know, telling people not to ask certain questions <laughs> and saying that he's going to continue to call plays defensively for the rest of the season so they can stop asking. And I think the question is now, like, will the Chargers actually do it? They haven't fired a coach midseason since 1998, and that was Kevin Gilbride with Ryan Leaf having one touchdown and 15 or 16 turnovers that year at two and four. They fired Kevin Grillbride. Now the Chargers are four and six. You have another basically scheduled loss coming up this week with the Ravens. I don't know how anyone could have any faith that they're going to go pull that off. Not You're allowed me. to lose to the Ravens. You can't lose this game to the Packers. All right? You lost to a three and six Packers team that was a mess, a team that hadn't allowed over 20 points since week two of this season. And you blow another fourth quarter lead, at least the third fourth quarter lead that this team has blown this season. And then when talking about it, you know, he says he's not here to talk about the fan base. I'm here to talk to my players, the locker room. I know that we give ourselves a chance to win every single week with the game plans that we have. Okay, we have done it here. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. It's not? Yeah. I ex- well, the other thing is, too, is that, yeah, you've played some good defense against some really bad teams. It's been a long exactly. time since we've seen a good defensive performance against a good offensive team the most you could argue this year is probably the Cowboys game but every other time you played a good team it's looked like last week where you give up 41 right last week and then you also have the Dolphins who just absolutely scorched you multiple 500 yards games they've allowed this year they allow more yards than anyone in the NFL it's a bad defense and David I think if you're looking at why the Chargers would do it now I think the most obvious thing is to see what Kellen Moore can do right like I had no problem with how Kellen Moore called this game today. There's probably some things you could nitpick. A ton of drops and things like that ended up derailing the Chargers offense. It wasn't the play calling, but like you might as well at this point see what you have in Kellen Moore, right? Because at best case scenario, you can keep Justin Herbert from having to have his fourth offensive coordinator in his fifth year in 2024. Yeah, I mean, I think the offensive unit, you know what they bring to the table, and you know what Justin Herbert brings to the table, and I think Justin Herbert has flourished under Kellen Moore. I think he's done some great things, and today it might have been his masterpiece. I mean, as far as performance-wise, Justin Herbert was truly phenomenal. But you know who wasn't? The defense, again. And that's why it's time to let go of Brandon Staley and move on and see what you have in a guy who's already gotten head coach interviews, a guy who is highly touted, who has been on a rocket ship with actual tangible results to back up and not just one year's worth of results, several years worth of results to be able to say, hey, this is my pedigree. This is what I've done in the NFL, and it has brought success. So I am definitely of the mind of, hey, let's let a guy who is a, a, a coach in the head coach in the making. And if the chargers don't make him the interim head coach or give him an opportunity, you are, you better bet your bottom dollar that he is going to get a head coaching opportunity this off season, especially with what he has done with this offense. This offense isn't the problem. The defense is clearly the problem. And that's not hard. It doesn't take a trained eye to be able to acknowledge that give Kellen yeah. Moore the chance. Yeah, and I mean, in Brandon Staley's press conference, he says, there's a lot of things that caused us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. But to, to say that that confidently, I think, shows, you know, kind of the delusion. It's delusional. It. Like, yeah, it's delusional. I mean, and the worst part is, man, is like, this team is letting Justin Herbert down. And, and that's the worst part, is that you hoped with Brandon Staley at least giving this team a good defense, giving 
Justin Herbert, with how good we know he is, is with a good defense, him paired with that would feel like unstoppable, right? But it's been anything yeah. but that. And he was awesome today, and it still wasn't enough. And I tweeted out, when you have Superman on your team and he's playing at an MVP level and you're still losing to bad teams anyways, that's a problem. And I feel so bad that this team isn't able to give this superstar quarterback what he deserves. It's heartbreaking, honestly, because, I mean, you, you saw, and I was there, right? I'm, I'm here in Lambeau. I'm in a hotel right now. After watching that football game, Justin Herbert was fantastic yeah. today. I mean, making incredible throws, evading the rush, running all over the football field. He was the leading rusher today, and it was not even close. He was fantastic. Anything that he needed to do, he did. He put the team on his back, even had to fight through different drops and different situations. Yeah. It's just so sad to be able to see a player that's so obviously phenomenal in this league not get an opportunity to have a defense that won't just let him down and force him to have to drag everybody out of the mud and back to the surface of the water but that's what we've seen year in and year out you give a quarterback that talented just an um just a middle of the pack defense and you will see so much better results than what we have been subjected to watching this season and it's crazy, man, because he's the leading rusher for this team. Eight carries, 73 yards, averaged 9.1 yards per carry. Literally put the team on his back. Played like an MVP in this game. The Chargers can't win anyways. And, it, and it's I'm so tired of seeing him take the blame for it, man. Like, there's really people out here blaming Justin Herbert and pretending like he didn't put a ball on the money that should have been the game-winning touchdown when it mattered most in this game with 30 seconds left in this game. But his first-round pick, Quentin Johnson, let him down. And Quentin Johnson had a true chance to change the entire narrative of his rookie season, and he let it go right through his fingertips. So we're going to talk about that, all the other drops, and just the total disasters in the red zone coming up right after this. Like I said, sometimes the ad reads write themselves, and today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. They make it super easy to create a free job post, then add your job, the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. I know a team that could really try to end this season in the right way with a good hire or just maybe even a good promotion in this sense, but that is where LinkedIn excels. They, they will find you the right person to end your year the right way because especially for a small business, one bad hire can really change the whole entire dynamic of the business. Make sure you get the best candidate for the job available with LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockdownNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Brandon Staley was right about something. I mean, at least in some sense, the Chargers, it wasn't all the defense in this game because the offense totally just could have had a dynamic performance on Sunday could have left a Packers defense that really didn't have any answers other than let the Chargers receivers drop footballs to stop this team uh, with Justin Herbert helming it, right? And I think when you're looking at the play, David, that's going to get the most attention from this game, even if it didn't cost them the game, right? Because a lot of things cost them the game and there's a lot of people to blame. But number one on that list, David, is going to be Quentin Johnston. The Chargers down by three points with 30 seconds left in the game. Kellen Moore draws up a beauty. Justin Herbert bought time with his legs, threw a dime down the sideline to Quentin Johnston, who was wide open, and he drops it. Uh, uh, two hands on it, 
clanks off his hands, it at least puts them in field goal range. In my opinion, he scores a touchdown. He has a couple of yards separation Absolutely. with the corner. He's probably running away with that, right? And instead, David, it just is going to be another chapter, maybe the biggest chapter and what has been an incredibly disappointing season for the Chargers first round pick. I mean, it, it's really frustrating to watch. And I know it's frustrating for him, too, because you get put in that situation to make a game-changing, even season-changing type of play, and yep. you're wide open, and all you got to do is do what you've done your whole life, and catch, and that's catch the football. And then you walk into the end zone and you score a touchdown. And as much as I hate to say it, the drops are starting to dictate his story of his first year in the NFL. They already have, yeah. They already because, have, right? Yeah. That's that when when you look at him and you look at especially it makes it worse when you see all the production that all of the other rookies that have been drafted after him are bringing to the table and Quentin Johnson's just not. And it's been several different plays with this being the biggest one. You it, yeah. the ball hit you in the hands, you got to catch the football. You're getting paid millions of dollars you, it is now your profession, right, to be able to go out there and catch the ball, and you get put into a premium position to go out there and perform and really make a big play for your team, and unfortunately, you let them down. Yeah, and, and it would be different if, if it hadn't already come back to bite him, right? Like, it would be different if this wasn't a trend. Like, if he hadn't been driving balls, if his hands had been really good the entire season. But the problem is, is, like, he had several other opportunities just in this game that yeah. like our borderline drops and pretty much straight up drops a deep ball earlier in the game where he tries to go out one-handed when he had a full opportunity to get two hands on it. He has another one on the second to last drive of the game. Justin Herbert starts that drive throwing him a ball. Probably would have been a seven-yard gain, something along those yeah. lines. He drops it. He should have caught that one. Should have, yeah. Should have caught that one for sure. And then, right you know, later in the game, he has the, the monumental drop that, you know, it sucks because you saw him last week get a touchdown, right? Yeah. And you're hoping that opens up some confidence. And yeah, last week he had a couple of drops that didn't end up being drops because he drew pass interference calls on those. Right. Right. And those should have been caught as well. Yeah, big plays too. And the most frustrating thing is like earlier in the game, you see why the Chargers were attracted to taking him, right? Like the yeah. being six foot plus, like if that's the only reason the Chargers took him, that's a total blunder by the whole entire front office and as an organization. Absolutely. And it fell on the time. That's kind of a big part of what happened there. But the thing is, though, is like the Chargers ran a little option, right? Justin Herbert flushes out to the right. He can keep it. He can pass it. Quentin Johnson catches it at the line of scrimmage and immediately gets like 20 yards of field. And you're like, that's the way he should be used. That's why you take a player like that. Unfortunately, he lets you down later on in the game and shows you why he's not ready for this opportunity. I'm not going to call Quentin Johnson a bust. If you want to call him a year one bust, I get it. I get why the fans are frustrated. He still has a career ahead of him. We'll see what happens. But like he's going to have to do so much to kind of dig himself out of the hole that he's put himself in with this team, with this fan base, and so much more. And he had a chance to change the narrative, and he couldn't do it. But he was far from the only one dropping footballs on Sunday. Per Chris Ream from ESPN, the Chargers' six drops were the most in a game since ESPN for them, since ESPN started tracking the stat in 2006. Three of those were in the red zone. And, David, it was crucial drop after crucial drop, especially early. Donna Parham, fourth and five, probably gets them in the field goal range because he had room to run after yeah, that drops a, a, an easy pass to catch right like it, it was a, a yeah. no excuses type of grab keenan allen drops one inside the five yard line that would have been a first down at least he might even get into the end zone i'm not convinced yeah. on the first one he doesn't get in right second time keenan allen drops another one on the goal line that would have for sure been a touchdown his heels were on the an goal easy line. one 
Easy one. Hits him right in the chest. He's saying the sun. The sun was brutal. Uh, David was out there it looking was. at it, too. But still, and then, and the, like, the thing is, is that's six where a couple of the ones were probably drops that didn't even get counted as drops because there was many other ones in this game that should have happened. And, like, it sucks because Keenan Allen was great for most of this game. But, like, the, those drops in this game like, it are absolutely what caused this offense to go from a an okay game, right, and would have been a great game. Yeah, and hey, I understand Justin Herbert has a howitzer and he uses it a lot, but I'm sorry, that's not an excuse for me. It's no. really not. You, they, he throws you the football, you got to catch it. And yeah, it, the the sun was brutal. I mean, in a, maybe one or two of those, I can kind of understand it. But you got to catch the ball. I mean, if you catch the football, we're talking about a completely different outcome here. So yes, I mean, Brandon Staley's defense was not the only reason why they lost. I will admit that here. The drops were definitely a part of this story. And yeah, Donald Parham's drop on fourth and five was was horrible. I mean, that one, he was wide open, and I'm sorry, the sun wasn't an issue on that one. He should have caught that one. There was nobody anywhere really next to him. He catches yeah. that ball. He runs for 10 or 15 yards probably after that catch. And, and yeah, Keenan you know, had a, another 100-yard game, but that 100-yard game could have turned into a 150 or 160-yard oh, yeah. game. It should have been, yeah. If, yeah, it, it, and and multiple touchdowns if, if he's able to secure the those footballs that were thrown his way and it's just it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for Justin because you know he he scrambles, he makes plays, he puts the ball on the receiver and and unfortunately the receiver lets the ball hit the ground. So it, it's definitely one of the the themes of this game that dictated this Chargers loss. It was that, and then, you know, by default of that, just how bad they were in the red zone. And a lot of that was because of the drops, right? But going into this game, second in red zone touchdown percentage, they had been really, yeah. really good in the red zone. They were 0-3 on Sunday. That's the game, right? Like, uh, you have Keenan Allen that drops a touchdown that ends up, you know, being three points. That's four points you're missing out on there. The other one he got inside the three-yard line, that costs you another four points, right? So that's eight points yeah. right there. Obviously, in a game, you lost by three points. And then you got cost at least another three points. When Austin Eckler slips inside the five or inside the ten yard line, right slips, gets up, fumbles it inside the red zone, just inexcusable, inexcusable, right? And like Austin Eckler didn't look right in this game either. I know he had the thirty-seven yard run, but like as everyone pointed out, David, like didn't look like the same player once he broke through. I mean, I, and I'm sure there's probably something bothering him, but man, there was no burst there, and had a couple of drops against the Jets as well. Just didn't look like himself. I mean, it, it's. It's hard to watch to a certain extent. It, I mean, it's it's horrible to watch, but, uh, I yeah. mean, you can't put the ball on the ground, and it's unfortunate because we've seen it way too often with Austin lately. I mean, and, and hey, I, I, it's it's hard for me to, to kind of put back the thought in my mind that if that was Josh Kelly, that's a house call. Uh, honestly, I, I really I really feel, you know, that yeah. if, if he's in that same situation, he has that breakaway speed, so it does definitely feel like it was how fast they caught, caught him too. Like the, yeah. the the amount of time it took those guys to catch up to him on that was startling. Like yeah, it looked like he was kind of jogging there. I mean, it just didn't look like he had that. that I mean, we breakaway. saw him on a screen pass last week, right? Yeah, that that he took to the house, right. and he he looked much more athletic than that. That's the only re reason I think you know there's probably something going on there. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a pretty hard tackle earlier in the game that might have kind of messed him up a little bit, yeah. and I think Either he way, took him yeah. out for a couple of plays. But still, I mean, that 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 was a, that was a bad one. I mean, that was a bad one, and it, it just wasn't the greatest of games for Austin. And uh, you know, hey, when the Chargers' rushing offense has been so bad, so much this season, you got to have your stars play like stars. And unfortunately, Austin Eckler did not provide that today. 
and the Chargers in the red zone were anything but starts. 0 for 3. They you were can't go 0 for 3. I mean, the only touchdowns he got were outside of the red zone. 51 yarder to Stone Smart. Justin Herbert throws an absolute freaking laser to Keenan Allen oh, yeah. to get to keep the Chargers in this one. Give them the lead late in this game that people will conveniently forget about when breaking up Justin Herbert. Of course Herbert. they will. It's just, this team's letting him down, man. It's not just the defense. The offense absolutely let Justin Herbert down, and people are going to look at that stat line and make the assumptions about that that didn't watch the game, and it's going to be very apparent because he was so far from the reason they lost this game. Yeah. The receivers let him down. Austin Eckler let him down. The defense let him down. And the defense in this game, the part that will also get forgotten about is the Chargers going up by four with about five minutes left in this game and needing basically one defensive stop to get them in the win in this one. And what happened is what always ends up happening to this defense. And we're going to get into that. And also Joey Bosa having a potentially career-ending, season-ending injury in this game. We'll see how it ends up panning out, but not good news on the Joey Bosa front. We're going to get into that right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about DoorDash, which is one of my favorite things, especially especially after a tough loss because, you know, when you're in your fully blown Chargers gear and the Chargers do what they did to you on Sunday, the best way to get food is to get it delivered to your house. You do not want to be seen out in public. You do not want to go see all the other sad fans. Get the groceries or the restaurants delivered right to your house with DoorDash. One of my favorite things about DoorDash is just scrolling DoorDash and finding the hidden gems and things that I haven't tried on there. We've brought up a few of them that are great, right? There's great options in LA for you guys to check out on DoorDash. If you want a maple bacon bar to kind of ease your pain, you can get it delivered from Randy's Donuts. You can also go to other local delights in LA, like some Sunday gravy, which we've talked about, some little pan delivered right to your door, and you can save some money. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code at LOCKED23. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app, enter the code LOCKED23, subject to change. Terms apply. David, the Chargers had a bunch of chances to win this one. I mean, left and right, the Chargers gave themselves opportunities to put this game away. And, you know, Justin Herbert, what's happened to him a few times so far this year is him giving his team the lead late and having the team not be able to keep that lead and putting him into another tough situation and a late game situation. But something good that's going on for anyone who's here, your team every day is that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, especially when the Chargers are doing this. Get the broad scope of things. Find the only 24-7 sports streaming on YouTube today right now let's get back to this game david because the chargers found themselves up by five points or four points late in this game about five minutes left right and the most frustrating part is how they ended up giving up that lead again three 20 plus yard plays allowed if you include the penalty on third and 20 but it was just the epitome of everything that goes wrong with this chargers defense and once again we saw it last week every time the Chargers would get close tie the game against the Lions, they immediately gave up a big play on the other side of it, and that's what let the Chargers never fully get back into that game last week. And in this game, Justin Herbert goes Superman mode, puts the team on his back, puts you up by four. All you have to do is not give up a touchdown. All they did was give up a touchdown, and of course, it's a wide-open one. 
it, it's so frustrating. It, it's such it, and it's such a microcosm of everything that we've seen in the Brandon Staley era calling defense for the Chargers. It's it's oh, I came in here to limit explosive plays. You've given up nothing but explosive plays since you have gotten here. Your defense has always allowed third and long conversions all day long every single game and this game was no different it's just a, such a horrifying feeling as a fan to know that once your team gets in third and long on defense where you should have the unmitigated advantage in those situations that right. you know that your team is going to allow a conversion now it's not even hoping that they don't allow it. You know they are going to allow the conversion. You yeah. know they're going to allow the explosive plays. And you know that they're going to take the momentum as soon as you got it back. That is all that we've seen. That happened in this football game. That's how this game was lost. This is from Daniel Popper. It was the sixth time this season the Chargers allowed a conversion on third and 15 or longer, three of which have come on defensive back penalties. According to True Media, the Chargers have allowed a 50% conversion rate on third and 15 or longer this season. No other team has allowed more than three such conversions, so half as many as the Chargers, and no other team has given up third and 15s at above a 30% rate where the Chargers are at 50-50. If they get you in... It's disgusting. That's like way higher than the average on any third down for any team throughout the NFL. Like if you're a 50% conversion team on third down, you're really good. Chargers are giving that up on third and 15, and it wasn't even the, it wasn't even the first third and 15 they allowed in this game. Earlier in the game, they Not had a third all. and 15, and Jaden Reed just... Comes open, middle of the field, 17-yard game, boom, first down, keep the chains Easy. moving. Easy. It's crazy, man. And, like, for this Chargers defense, right, who made their bread this year truly just beating up on bad teams, right, to let this yeah. Packers offense, who was a mess, get more than 20 points for the first time since week two, you have Jordan Love to not only not turn the ball over at all when he had 10 picks, he was averaging more than an interception per game this season, not turn him over he gets his first career 300 yard game and jordan love was fine in this game this is not a slide of him it's just the problem is the chargers allow it to anyone that's a starting quarterback in the nfl three of their wins have come against backup quarterbacks this year they beat Kirk cousins because of an interception at the, at the end of the game and they could have easily lost that one as well oh yeah the perimeter run defense was scorched the pass rush didn't get home enough when they needed to multiple conversions of third and 15 plus and just way more explosives and the infuriating part of that is you're having guys play off coverage on third and one and just giving up free conversions Why, on God? short yardage situations. <laughs> Why is that happening? I can you there is no way that you can schematically explain that to me when you have one yard that you need to protect and you're playing eight yards off the yeah. line of scrimmage? What are you thinking? There's nothing you can say to me to justify that decision. Yeah. I don't get it. And that has been so many different plays, not even just this season, but in this game alone. The perimeter yeah. defense was awful in this game. The tackling on the edge was exploited multiple times, not just by receivers, by tight ends as well. The tight yeah. ends ate up the sidelines because the Chargers were waiting to tackle instead of exploding through blocks and exploding through the ball carriers. It's yeah. just unbelievably frustrating to watch. I'm sick and tired of it. It's horrible. It is. It is. It's, it, there's no excuse for it. And, like, it's just it's happened all season long. And, and that's the hard thing with Brandon Staley is he just refuses that it could be his scheme that's part of the problem. And the problem with that is it's just, like, 
even if your scheme is perfect for three straight years the guys you have on your team can't run it like it, it, you know you, they're they're not able to execute it the perfect vision you have for this defense so you have to change you have to make it more friendly to your players and that's what you promise to do man you promise to make the scheme to your players and get the most out of your players what player is he getting the most of what player feels like they're way better in this chargers defense than either they were before on other teams or in previous regimes of the chargers because it's really really hard and now it's hard to even know what defensive stalwarts you even have on this team because now you're like okay was well, asante samuel jr bad or is this just a terrible scheme and he's getting put in the worst positions possible how do you differentiate that stuff at this point and it's made because of the changes that have to be made at the top because we just don't know what you're getting or what Brandon Staley is bringing to the table defensively. Because from the outside looking in, it looks like nothing. And to add insult to injury, you also lose Joey Bosa, who's crying on a towel, getting carted off the field into the locker room today. We'll see if we have more updates on that tomorrow because that looks like it potentially could be a season-ending injury, another one for Joey Bosa. And fans are, you know, out here celebrating that, and it's just it's terrible, man. That's like, t- t- don't be that is. fan. It is. Don't don't, don't, don't be, be that guy. No. Don't do that. You We're can question whether the Chargers, you know, and, and the same with Brandon Steele. It's the same thing. Reason we haven't, you know, fired him on other shows or said that he should get fired. He got every yeah. benefit of the doubt. Joey Bosa was playing very well this year in most of the games that he played in, right? But it's just yeah. like you're you're going to be worse without him, and you're going to see it, yeah. right? And so absolutely, a lot has to change. This is going to be a little bit of a different week because we do have Thanksgiving this week, so we probably will miss one. But we should be back with you guys tomorrow, as we always are. We'll still have crossover Thursday this week. We'll still have a game preview for the Ravens game coming up in a game that, God, it feels like the Chargers are a sacrificial lamb for at this point. But thank you guys again for being here. It means a ton to us, especially after games like this. We will be back with you guys tomorrow to make sure you don't miss it. Go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts from. We love all of our YouTube and podcast listeners. You can also find the show every day on our social media where you can get a link to either the YouTube or the podcast by following us on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find us on Instagram at LockdownChargers, and you can find us on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. You deserve better. Chargers fans deserve better. We'll see if this organization has what it takes to make a change that feels like it has to be made right now to try to get something out of this season that is spiraling out of control. But we will be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.